Good morning, good morning. Great to see you here today. I love when the French community joins the English community on Zoom. Everybody wants to learn how to speak English, Monique. Everybody, because a lot of our business in 2023 is going to be in the English community. Whoa! Linda Lipid is with us on Zoom. Hi, Linda. Are you coming to Montreal? Ah, that means it's going to be a Tupperware sale for you guys. <laughs> For directors only. We're excited. We're excited. So let's move on. Today's subject, January 13th. We're always in chapter four. And today we're going to cover uh, the third third point when it comes to passion. So what is chapter four? It's we it, it's it's how passion is going to keep us going, keep us going. So in the first segment, we covered passion pulls us up, enabling us to overcome adversity. Uh, yesterday we covered how passion um, pulls us out and gives us initiative. I always remember Marie Pierre. Oh my God. Remember at the office, we were loaded like this in dishes, Monique, right? Like dishes coming out of our yin yangs because we just did a GPS. We cooked that live, right? And then you'd have somebody pass by. Do you guys need any help? Okay, that is not a passionate person because I would never have asked you for help. I have eyes, right? I would have seen you drowned in dishes. I would have grabbed two rags and started drying. So yes, it, it, it um, pushes us to have a lot of initiative. And today we're going to cover um, the greatest odd for success is passion. But before we go there, I need you to share, share the podcast. And this is how, what you're going to write when you share it. You're going to share, you want to succeed, have passion. You want to succeed, have passion, because without passion, there is no success. And today you'll get two great examples on that. Number two, join the inspirational group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. Marie-Pierre has a three-page document here. And she's only doing part of it today. The rest is going to be on the group. And personally, I file them. When she photocopies them for me, I file them. Being in multi-level marketing business, sometimes I'm looking for an inspirational um, speech that I want to give to my sales force. What's beautiful with my file is that I can look through it and rapidly I can find a subject that would be uh, important to discuss in, in a particular time. So this week I discussed about how important it is to change our behavior, but I got my document in the file. I said, let me see what I have on behavior. So make sure you are um, uh, structured in the way when you listen to podcasts that you can um, file the information so that it's at your fingertips anytime you need to read something or bring something to the table. And the next thing is, haha, um, comment, comment, comment. We're going to be asking questions. Please comment. And thank you, everyone, for welcoming everybody on the Podbeam because it's always warm when you have you guys on Podbeam, especially like Lise and Matthew, that immediately send a welcome. Because a lot of people, when they join us for the first time, they kind of have the imposter syndrome, right? But no, everybody's welcome. It's a public podcast. And the reason we put this podcast together is simply for me, 
<laughs> to level up and make sure that I work on being a better version of myself. I wanted to be accountable for reading. I kept writing. I want to read a book a month. I want to read a book a month on personal development. Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. So then I found myself a team and here the team is born of Jean-Philippe, Sabrina and Marie-Pierre. Oh my God. Now we have the new addition, Dr. Melanie Miller, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And it's all about making sure that I sharpen the tools. I, I, I develop me, me, a better me, right? This is why I'm all about a better me in 2023. Because as we get better as individuals, our success will grow. Again, I want to underline diving into the subject. Success is not the key to happiness, but rather happiness is the key to success. And I know I got some feedback on that sentence that has been said already twice during the podcast. What, what exactly, Maria, do you mean? So let me give you a quick story. Wednesday, um, I have a doctor's appointment at the Shum. The Shum is a fantastic hospital in Saint Denis. Now, if you're a Montrealer, you know traffic is very, very heavy. Like traffic is just like anywhere you want to go, if your GPS says 30 minutes, you Google it at night, it says 30 minutes, you have to foresee taking one hour if you don't want to be late. That's exactly what I did. But getting at the hospital, I didn't take into account this new hospital that you can't park in the street and just run in. There's a parking lot underground, which means now you do a lineup for all these cars and you turn round and round, level one, level two, level three. And of course, by 9.20, when I arrived for my rendezvous at 9.30, by the time I got to level five and found the parking and got to the 13th floor, right? But this time it was 9.40. Okay, so here we have different people living exactly the same situation because it's new, so you didn't see that. Okay, this lady, as I get to the elevator of the parking lot, is swearing, she's mad. And I can just feel her energy. Like it's, it's, it's not nice, it's, it's negative. And honestly, it's making me uncomfortable. And I'm smiling and I say, yeah, it's new. You know, the shroom is a brand new hospital like you. You know, I didn't, I didn't foresee this event, but I keep my smile. But her energy is not good. When we get to the level one, where it is to get to our section C for our appointment, she realizes she forgot the parking ticket in her car. Now, what happens with bad attitude is that it becomes, you, you will turn on Murphy's Law. Everything that could possibly go wrong will. So not only are you late, but your bad attitude, instead of saying, at least I made it, well, at least there's parking. I'm going to go upstairs anyways, and hopefully the neurologist will still take me. That's a good attitude. And in the meantime, I'm thinking of other things that are, you know, like my dream board example, as I'm waiting in my lineup to go park my car. Instead of doing that, you behave like this lady. Well, Murphy's Laws kicked in. You know, she's already late. She gets to the first floor. Guess what? She forgot her ticket. And now she's slamming on the button, like literally punching it with, the, with her fist as if hitting the button for the elevator. It's going to open any faster. This is what I'm talking about. This attitude 
removed all possibility for that woman that day of being happy, of feeling good, and more importantly, of attracting great opportunities to her. You see, that is a lost day. That is a lost day. So passion positions us well, giving us the greatest odds for success. But remember that the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Now, whether you're late or not, you got to keep that attitude going. So very, very important. You're going to uh, you're going to put yourself in a very difficult place if you are not behaving properly. So Richard is a man in the book. He said, safe living makes for regrets later on. We are all given talents and dreams. Don't let yourself be pressured into thinking that your dreams or your talents aren't prudent. They were never meant to be prudent. They were meant to bring joy and fulfillment into your life. I have here a lady at the elevator that has regrets because she could not have behaved the way she behaved for simply being late. Like, for God's sake, what would happen if a disease were to hit her home? The loss of somebody that she loves. Like, what would happen then? But I know, Marie-Pierre, I know that when you're in a job that you hate, or in a marriage that is not going well, or you're accepting things that you shouldn't be accepting, well, the result is that. Now, if we don't follow our passion, we will be frustrated and unhappy. That's for sure. Like the lady in the elevator, right? The person in the car giving you the finger. Who, who here has already been given a finger in a car? And you say, what? The worst thing is that person giving the finger, whether or not it's true that I cut him or her off, is irrelevant because I didn't see it. Like you have to understand that the person doing something wrong while driving doesn't even know it, doesn't even know it. Or what about that customer at Costco that is yelling at the clerk, at the cashier? Ever seen some of that happen? And you go, oh my God, frustrated people taking it out on other people. FPTO, I won't be able to translate it in English, FPTO. Frustrated people taking it out on others. Don't hang into something until retirement because it's a good job. I got to keep it. At least that has a good pension fund. No, no, no. You're going to be that horrible person that's going to give me the finger in the car. You're going to be that horrible person at the Christmas party that all you do all night long is talk about how shitty the government is, how bad this COVID is. Those are the people that those people that are like in death row, crossing off the days before their retirement. Position yourself well. Give yourself time um, to master what you're doing. So, you know, I, I joined up where I gave myself time. Train yourself. Um, read books. Surround yourself with positive people. That's why I believe multi-level marketing is a phenomenal personal development program with a paycheck. Practice, 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 practice. When something is uncomfortable, just remember you need to practice. And then you will enjoy the fruits of your mastery. So I want to read you a story. I'm not Melanie Miller, but I love his enthusiastic um, behavior. His name is Tommy. He's a retired manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He displays his passion for baseball during a radio interview after his team suffered a demoralizing defeat in the National League play playoffs. Despite the loss, Tommy talked about 
enthusiastically about the game. The host was amazed and asked Tommy how he could be so upbeat after losing such an important game. Tommy says to the radio guy, says the best day of my life is when I manage a winning team, a winning game. And then he continued, and the second best day of my life is when I manage a losing team. The season manager's passion was, ba was baseball, and every day he was involved in the game was a day he was living his dream. You see, that's the power of passion. So in my Tupperware business, there's good years and there's bad years, but it doesn't matter whether it's a good or bad year. I'm enthusiastic because I'm doing something I love. Dreams come true when gifts are, are, are set on fire with passion. We're all given gifts and we got to make sure we're doing work. We're doing a job that allows us to share our gifts. The best career advice you will ever receive is to discover your passion and to follow it. Make your dreams your profession and love what you do. So two things to aim at in life. The first, to get what you want. And the second is after you got what you want to enjoy it. I'm at that point now in my life. I'm at the crossroads where I have achieved what I wanted. Now I need to to do the second, which is to enjoy it. And only the wisest of mankind enjoys the second. So I really believe that this story today was for me. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast, but honestly, I think I'm doing it for myself. The, the one thing I want all of you to understand is that success, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. I remember starting in my business, failing, failing, failing. I went door to door, fail, fail, fail. Went and sell, fail, fail, fail. Like, you know, 100 hours of work for $100 of sale. And here came somebody else along and sold 3,000. The first two years were total fail. But I enjoyed managing my own schedule. I enjoyed um, being my own boss. I don't know how to explain it to you. So I kept working at my scales. I kept working at my attitude. I kept learning. I kept developing my abilities. Okay. And then we, we finally became business owners. So we became business owners. I was only 25. There was no money. We were doing all kinds of function, Mohammed and me. We were selling, we were coaching, we were mentoring. I was doing the secretary, cleaning, warehouse, like, oh my God, it was all, we were working. Like, I mean, just there's a particular week where it was inventory week. We had like 13 hours sleep in 168 hours. I mean, people look at us today and they say, oh my God, they're so lucky. They didn't see the loans we took out. They didn't see the checks that bounced. They didn't see the time we got robbed, but the passion for this business finally paid off. Today, I know if I were to leave my company today, I will be remembered forever in the Tupperware brand company as being the only company ever having achieved the all-time world records. And the second year, which was 2023, 2022, yeah, why not 2023? We established again all-time world records. Now, I'm going to leave you off in Marie-Pierre's hands how, the how this is done, the how this is done. Yes, and I love that your example was with baseball because my first <laughs> sentence, it's with baseball too. So you know what they say about baseball in life? The only difference between the two is perseverance. 
No matter how hard you try in the batter's box, after three strikes, you're out. But in the game of life, you're only out when you stop trying. So there's a professor in psychology in the University of Pennsylvania that uh, um, realized something really intriguing. So she noticed that the most successful students were not always the most gifted, but rather those who possess the, an overcoming spirit. So in other words, they call it grit. So they found that the gritty attitude was far more consistent at predicting success than IQ score, the stat, and physical fitness. So yes, we want to have this perseverance. We want to understand this grit. So how can you await this passion when your willpower is wanting? So number one, it's discover and deepen your interest. So if you feel as to throw, the, uh, throw in the towel, it's time to remind yourself of what truly energizes and inspires you. So maybe your depressed spirit is really life prompting you to make some necessary changes. Number two is to commit yourself to a positive attitude. So the principal difference between a quitter and an achiever was largely down to how they possess, uh, process di disappointment, frustration, or boredom. Then number three is keep looking forward and not backward, especially in the face of failure. So resilience is what keeps you going even in the midst of, of unforeseen setback and failure. So grit is a combination of optimism, creativity, and confidence, and they all want to find meaningful purpose while influencing surrounding outcome and uh, your individual growth in the process. So yes, we all face some failure. So we want to look forward, not backward, you understand? But how can we make sure that, yes, we will not throw the towel in? So yes, I found another article for you this morning about the 15 ways to bounce back when nothing is going right. So of course, all those documents, like Maria said, will be on the Facebook group, Limillionaire des Diamants Inspirational Group. So you can make sure to read it, you can print it, and you will have another document that is um, 10 reasons not to quit. So let's go in the 15 ways to bounce back when nothing is going right. Because it can be hard to maintain perspective when it seems like everything is going wrong. But by using this tip, maintaining a positive outlook will be a lot easier. So number one is to focus on what is going right. So we all have time when we think just about everything is going wrong. But the best thing to do in those cases is to focus on what is going right at the moment. So while one challenge may be consuming most of your time and energy, there are many other things to be grateful for. And focus on those will help you get through even the most challenging situation. Number two is to act con consciously. So stop everything you are doing and just take a moment to analyze the situation and the context. So what is really happening and why? How can you fix it? So many times because of the overload of the task, we act unconsciously. So take your time, reflect, analyze, and discuss it with your team. Number three, it's go in a different direction. Because when things go wrong and nothing seems to be working, it's time to stop and try something new. So removing yourself from the situation completely by doing an unrelated task or by just reaching out to someone randomly will help. 
Number four is to look for opportunities. So our attitude determines our experience and even the most challenging event can be the leverage if you stay in the right mindset. So a good practice is to look for opportunities in bad events. So for example, losing a big client actually helps you by giving you time to focus on smaller clients. So you'll also be more proactive whenever you look for the silver lining in difficult events. Number five, talk to your mentor and make sure that you have the right one. <laughs> so your mentor will understand the struggle you're going through because they already traveled the same path. So if you want to bounce back after a tough situation, spend some time reflecting with your mentor. They will be able to give you sound advice and help you work through feeling of doubt and uncertainty. Number six is make a gratitude list. So when things don't go right, it's easy to fall into a trap of negativity, uh, negative thinking, but it's, this will only keep you in the, in the negative mindset. So make a list of things that are going right now and what made you happy this week. And just simple like that, it can help you like it. Just saying, I have an excellent cup of coffee today. Perfect. That can be a gratitude list. Number seven is read biography. So when we are in bad situation in our life, we feel that we are the only one who have ever gone through this, but that's not true. So reading biography uh, or a blog can give you some perspective of your current situation and provide you with possible solution or shift in an approach of, uh, to solving your current predicament. Number eight, it's cultivate resilience. Yes, the psychology of resilience is complex, but remember that you're not alone in failure. And even Albert Einstein <laughs> didn't always get it right. So while it's important to pause after a defeat, you shouldn't stop. So troubleshoot uh, what went wrong and do better next time. Number nine, it's let go of your goals temporarily. So as entrepreneur, yes, we set goals and do everything to achieve them, but sometimes we never get there and there's always <laughs> out of reach. So just ignore the goal for a while and let life unfold naturally to see where it takes you. So it can unblock, unblock and reduce your stress and make it easier to enjoy the successes that happen. They might uh, just be not the one that you originally planned for, but it's success. So let go of your goal temporarily. Number 10 is focus on what you can control. Stay in your circle of influence. <laughs> so focus on what you can control. Number 11, try to be objective. So when things are not going well, it can be difficult not to lose perspective and to feel like a failure. But when this happens, uh, try to look at, at your situation object objectively to see why things are not going right and put together a plan to get back on track. Number 12 is redefine your goal. So if you find yourself lost in the motion of pressure, difficulty, adversity, redefine what you want. So take your pen and a paper, write down your goal, both short term and long term, and the process to achieve those goals. So just break down your big goal into small actionable target. So just make sure that yes, your success is not an event, but a series of events. 
Number 13 is monitor your mindset. So don't allow your circumstances to define how you feel about life. So circumstances are uncontrollable and will often let you down. So monitor your thoughts about your circumstances and two different people can be going through the same hard time and the one who comes out on top is the one who has the mindset that they are resilient and will overcome. Number 14 is do something you love. And that means, yes, of course, we love our job. Of course, we love how we are working now. But just do something else that you love. Just for a moment. You say, okay, one hour a week or maybe one hour per day. Just to do something else that you love so you can just focus back on what you want. And the last one, number 15, stay active to clear your mind. So make sure that, yes, you have something to stay active. So do you do your exercise every day? Do you go for a bike ride or just take a long walk? But make sure that you do something. So make sure you have exercise in your schedule. Maria, do <laughs> exercise in your schedule. I do my boxes, my boxes, lifting of the boxes for the directors. Whoa! <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> so that's it. So you will find those documents on the group and you can do like Maria and print it or you can be like me and file it in your computer. So I find it easily. <laughs> <laughs> this is the difference of two generations, right? This is where it's at. So in closing, what career... Uh, what, what, not what career, yeah, what career would better suit you? Uh, that takes time to find, but what carries us through is passion, like seriously. Uh, and, the, and the ups and the downs, it's the passion. It, would con it will continually fuel the dream. I will leave the world a little bit better. At the end of the day, remember, when you and I die, no matter what our bank statement is, we all die poor. We can't take it with us. We can't take it with us. So we all die equally. <laughs> One good justice in life, right? Okay. So work on making your, your mark by people saying, oh my God, you know, Lise was so kind. Every time I met her, she would give me a smile. Like you don't have to be a Nelson Mandela, but make sure that today everybody you meet is leaving your presence feeling a little bit better. So it's as easy as that. We love you guys. Happy weekend. Keep your peace. Keep your shoes of peace. I can't wait until next week. We will measure. There's a passion meter, a passion meter. We're going to be measuring our passion next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Once again, thank you for joining us.